0: I want to break free. I want to break free. I want to break free from your lies. You're so so satisfied, I don't need you.
1: I've got got to to break break free. free. (laughs) God knows.
0: God knows knows I want to break break free. free. (laughs) <laughs>
1: Yay! I oh, love it. Oh, that's going at the top of the podcast now. Oh, no.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Whole Museums podcast. I'm Dan Vo, and I'm your host. Now, if you're wondering what that was at the top of the podcast, well, just you wait. We will get to it. It is episode three. And as you know, we speak to amazing local guests who are involved with the Pride in Our City exhibition, the exhibition that's coming to the Ferens Art Gallery. It's so close to being ready and we just can't wait to have you in so you can see the amazing work that has been put into this exhibition with our artist led community created extravaganza. Now, in previous episodes, we've heard all about the Roundheads. They are the inclusive sports team where men of any gender, sexuality, or race can come to play rugby. So that means that if you're gay, bi, straight, trans, you are welcome. We're going to speak to one of the Roundheads today. But before we do, I've actually got a nice history nugget to share with you. Now, who doesn't love history? It is a museum podcast after all. So you'll like this. There's history in the name the Roundheads. It's a nod to Hull history as well because Hull was where Oliver Cromwell launched his successful campaign to take the North and win the English Civil War. So the Parliament soldiers who served under him were called the Roundheads because of the round shape of their helmets, and that's where the team gets their name from. And you can actually see it on their crest, the rainbow crest that's on their shirt as well. There's a nice round head, a helmet, on their crest, but between you and me it looks more like a, an oval head, because also cleverly it's in the shape of a rugby ball as well. They're so clever, these lads. Now, today, I'm actually going to speak with Jamie Wormsley, who is one of the co-founders of the Roundheads. He's a transgender man who thinks that playing for the Roundheads is a dream come true. And he's so, so proud of being on a team where he's just another one of the blokes, playing the sport he loves with a massive rainbow emblazoned across his shirt. So hello, Jamie.
0: Hi, I'm Jamie Wormsley, and I play for the whole Roundheads. I've played for them since the team started, which I think it's coming up for... Possibly two years, maybe even three years now. Scary long time.
1: And what do you do with the roundheads?
0: I'm a player, so I play in the forwards, normally a prop.
1: But Jamie, I'm going to confess, I have no idea what that means. What does it mean to be a prop?
0: Okay, a prop. So um, that's in the scrum, <laughs> which is the nice big huggy bit. Um, so <laughs> it's just kind of in the front row in the scrum.
1: So is that a particularly coveted place to be in? Or is it uh, you know the, the toughest place to be in?
0: I guess it depends what you want from it. I mean... Really, any position in the forwards, which is more or less the ones that are in the scrum, you're the people that are going to be smashing into people, get into all the contact and the tackles and all those kind of bits. So if you like that, then it's good. And that tends to be where the chunkier people go, whereas the quick people are the, are the backs and they're the ones that are running around everywhere, which, yeah, I could not do what they do. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We've heard so much about the Roundheads on the podcast already. You are a very special group within the local community. You've got a very special place within Hull.
0: It is lovely to play in a team where we can you know celebrate our sexuality, celebrate our differences and our different backgrounds. I think sometimes people get a bit shy when they join a sports team that they have to fit in with what they think they have to be, which I think really, if you probably all stopped and chatted to each other about your backgrounds, it it won't be as scary as you expected, but it's nice to kind of join in with something where, you know, right from the get-go, you know, you can talk about pride, you can talk about, you know, sexuality, who you fancy, all, all that kind of thing. It's really nice, comfortable environment. I've always enjoyed playing rugby and um, I played rugby briefly when I was younger kind of just as I was leaving primary school and I'm a transgender man and uh, at the time I was still having to play in girls teams and um, when I was a kid it was kind of pre-medical transition and stuff so I played for well, first to play for a mixed team when I was 10 and then I had to move into the girls team when I was about 12 at uh, which I didn't want to have to do because then it was not playing a team with guys anymore and I had to be kind of obviously a girl and at that point I mean I already had my hair shaved off and I was dressing like a guy but I did you know as puberty kicked in it was kind of obvious I wasn't one of the boys and really I played until I was about 15 16 and then I just it got uncomfortable you know I was I was playing in teams you know of of women and I stuck out like a sore thumb and it just wasn't the right fit for me and the team were lovely and so supportive and you know, my coach was amazing. She used to stick up for me all the time because sometimes other coaches or other people would say, you know, what are you doing with a lad on your team? And she'd explain and some of them were better than others. And I mean, it was quite a few years ago. I'm sure it'd be different now, but it kind of got difficult. So I just kind of backed out. And then when I left that and when I started university, I thought, oh, this might be the time when I can pick up a sport again. But then at that point I was told, oh, well, really you can only do mixed sports because at that time I was just about to start testosterone and like the medical transition process and they said really you're probably best just doing the mixed things which there was I think temping polling, darts and swimming and I just thought oh I don't know if any of those are right for me and I tried swimming and It just wasn't quite right at the time. And then I just thought, oh, maybe that's it for sports. Maybe I just need to go to the gym in a couple of years and do that. And when I found out about the Roundheads, where I could just go play and it was celebrated and, you know, you you didn't have to think, oh, you know, am I going to be the one that's different? You, You were just there and accepted and it's really lovely and it's been totally just kind of think so many people have kind of come from places where they think oh you know can I do this can I do that and they've come and joined in and said oh thank god for this it's brilliant and you know we travel play matches meet loads of people and you know we're a proper rugby team we don't just pretend so it's really nice
1: so tell me what it was like then to to come across the Roundheads. How did you first uh, find them? And then and the, what was it like when you first stepped into the uh, – I want to call it arena. It's not arena, uh, but stepped into the pitch. <laughs> stepped into the pitch.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, where I grew up, I, I didn't grow up very far away from Hull. I'm just over the, the other side of the Humber Bridge, which was only five or so miles away. But I was in a little village, um, kind of like the vicar of Dibley Village, very quiet, <laughs> small community. And I always – you know, if I could get across to Hull, it was great because it was a city. There was loads of things to do, places to go, loads of different people. So it was always Hull that I'd go to for a bit of a life. And I thought, you know, one day it'd be really nice to live here instead. And then I'd already lived in Hull for a couple of years and it was just on a friend's Facebook status. I think they just said, oh, thinking of starting a gay rugby team, is there anyone that's interested? And I had kind of heard things about a team in Manchester and I suppose it It didn't really click until I saw that Facebook status talk about Hull and I kind of looked up about the Manchester Spartans a bit more, uh, which is the Manchester team, and found out a bit more about them and what kind of to expect with gay rugby if you know if something started in Hull and I think the first meeting where I think there was 15 or so of us that all got together and sat around a table and just discussed it and how to get started and what different roles people might have in getting it started and then at the Leeds Hunters they helped us a lot in getting started as well and just directing us what to do and how to arrange coaches and venues and all that kind of thing and then that first time I remember for the first training session thinking oh god you know what to expect and who to expect there would there be anyone I know or anything like that and um wondering how many people there'd be especially I thought kind of am I going to get there and there'd be like two of us <laughs> but you know we got there and there was at least 20 of us even just at that first session wow. uh, which was just amazing and we we're at the university as well and like their grounds and facilities and stuff are brilliant so you, you're there on a proper pitch and there was loads of people there and we we're all so excited and it was just amazing. It Straight away, it was like, oh, this is going to be really special because there'd been nothing like it and we're all there just having a laugh, having fun, and it was just a really nice way as well of, of meeting different people. I think, I mean, I find as, you know, as a gay or a trans person, in terms of trying to meet someone that's like me, sometimes it's difficult. Like I think, oh, well, have I got to use an app or have I got to go drinking somewhere to you know to meet someone similar Mm. whereas to go play a sport is something different and to me something that's you know healthy productive and you know gets you out a bit and just so much fun
1: I suppose with being on a sports team as well you've described yourself as the prop you've you fit into a particular place you you become part of the team and you support each other on a way that is is different to when you're just kind of going out and, and meeting people there is a role and responsibility for you here
0: Yeah, definitely. Like you definitely kind of find your place. I guess at first when you're training, you think, oh, where will I fit in? And, you know, sometimes nerves kick in before matches and things. But I remember like our first match, that was the time when for me, it kind of really kind of cemented in thinking, yep, this is so right. Because, you know, you you have your position that you know you're going to play and you've trained and practiced for so long. And then it's that moment of walking out onto the pitch and that to me is always the really special bit, the the walking out of the change rooms, because I'm always really nervous and I overthink everything. And like in the change room beforehand, I just get really nervous and quiet and sit in a corner and then going out on the pitch and just it's that thing as well of yeah, I could play rugby for another team and it would be great and I would enjoy it and yeah I'm much more confident than I ever was when I was younger and stuff but I think now being part of an inclusive team and a team that's proud of being gay and being different and having allies and you know talking about sexuality and being different I think I just feel so proud when I come out onto the pitch and then we go get started and it's great and it's just uh, it's so much fun and really, really special. And, you know, when you get the hang of playing matches and stuff and you, like I say, you know you know your place, you know your position and how you support each other. And and I know, like, in the forwards, I mean, we talk about pods, so a lot of the stuff in the matches, you we'll know, have little groups that will form to, like, support each other and protect each other. And, and, the, and, like, in the scrum, you get to know, you know, the people around you supporting you. And, like, I, I love all that kind of togetherness. It's really nice.
1: I, I rather like that word, togetherness. And when you go onto the pitch, you know, if I was going to ask you to describe it in one word, how would you describe that word as you run out onto the pitch?
0: Oh, I'd definitely be proud. like Just so much pride. I mean, I've got to say, quite nervous as well. Because, <laughs> 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 you know, we're playing full contact rugby and sometimes, you know, we'll walk out and... We'll laugh about it because we'll walk out and we'll be like, "Yeah, you know, we're really ready." And then we see the other team come on and they're all huge, and we think, "Okay, <laughs> is this going to be okay?" But you know, we always have a great time, and and like we are always very competitive in all the matches, so like we, you know, we're trying really hard everyone gets a bit stressed and you know really goes for it and stuff but then literally as soon as the match ends you know we're there hugging the other team and we always have like social evenings and stuff afterwards with them go drinking and have a party and stuff and chat in the bar it's always really a really nice atmosphere like you know we're yet to come across a team especially inclusive teams that have kind of, you know, fobbed us off. It's always a a chance to kind of, you know, meet people from different places. And, you know, when you go into away matches and, you know, we get to travel around the UK, you know, playing rugby and it's so much fun. And and there's even chances to go abroad and play in different tournaments. So the, the chances to go abroad and be representing Hull and be, you know, talking about LGBT and, Inclusivity, out. it's just fantastic.
1: I've got to pick up on the idea that you planted, which was that you came from a town which is not too far removed from the vicar of Dibley. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose the idea of there is that in a village like that, it is dependent on, say, the vicar. Uh, you know, Don French is the vicar. Uh, Being the person who champions change, being the person who kind of says, no, this is the way that we should be thinking about the way that the village is open and welcoming. And and it sounds like your coach was certainly someone who played that role, you know, standing up for you, but also kind of getting everyone to, to realize that this is what we should be doing. We should be inclusive. We should be welcoming. We should be, you know, being good sports people and give everybody a fair go.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think, especially at the moment in the last few months, has been a lot of talk about transgender people and whether they should be playing rugby or not. Is it, you know, is it safe for them to play rugby? And and I can understand why people would worry about joining a team and having to tell a coach. You know, being trans isn't something that just slips into conversation. You've got to you've got to tell somebody. Uh, you know, should you tell somebody? That's another argument as well. But I think you know to give people credit. I think most people, you know, if you talk to them openly and honestly I think most people just might you know they might not have the information right then and there to help but they will do their best to you know accommodate for you to get that information because if you're passionate about the sport and you want to do it that's why they're there that's why they give up their weekends to train people and take people to matches and stuff and I personally I've had good experience with other teams that I've joined that haven't been inclusive teams because you know I've spoken to that person and and kind of I suppose opened up kind of early on and said I, need, I just need a bit of help and you know is everything going to be okay and yeah kind of trust that you've got my back and people have always been brilliant but yeah you know, I can understand why people get nervous about it because it is a difficult conversation to have with someone. I suppose I always have that drive of I don't want it to take over my life. I, I don't want to end up where I just shut myself away and don't do anything because then for me like I mean tra- I absolutely had to transition like I couldn't have I couldn't have just got through life. As female like it would not have worked for me at all but going through all the kind of the medical transition and then socially like all the difficult situations you come across as you're growing up and changing and transitioning it's kind of like you know if I don't go live my life what have I done it for you know I, I could have just stayed in forever and not interacted with anybody and been upset rather than gone and tried to get at life a bit and I think it's kind of looking after yourself to make sure you do have them conversations and I think as well I mean if you are starting a new team or starting something new when you think oh you know I really should tell that person whether it's because of you know health or support or whatever it is if they come back to you and and they're not very nice or they're not supportive I you know obviously that's horrible but I think you know then they're not worth your effort they're not worth your time you know leave that behind there'll be another group there'll be another coach there'll be another person and another opportunity that you can go join in with like just don't give up because I've had you know bad doctors in the past I had a lot of doctors that fobbed me off about my transition and I just kept trying and trying and trying because I absolutely had to do it and same with sport I suppose like I just thought yeah I really I'd love to do sport I'd love to play sport and I've done things like gyms where it doesn't matter and it's just me on my own but I didn't want to give it up completely and finding the round heads was like oh fantastic you know I've done it now and I'm settled and happy and this is brilliant. And it's just it's just finding, you know, finding the right people, finding the right activity and the right things.
1: Jamie, do you feel that you're in a position of responsibility for the rest of the team as well? You've got to look after the other ones that come in and are part of your inclusive team, but you've got to make sure that they're they are safe. In you having these conversations, it's providing them with a safe space to kind of just play as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I try and always think of when I first joined and being nervous and all the things that I worried about. And I want people to love it as much as I love it and to get as much from it as I get from it. So, you know, when there's new people, I always try and be a bit of a Mormon and kind of look after them and make sure they're happy and, you know, not like asking them loads of questions, but, you know, bring things up a little bit, you know, talk about, I don't know, like bring up about sexuality or bring up about, different things that you kind of that maybe you wouldn't if you were just going and joining your average team just to let them know that it's it's comfortable you know we can talk about stuff and I think as well like as a team we you know we kind of we have responsibility to the community and to other LGBT people because I think you know we're something different having you know having an inclusive sports team is so different people are used to like a nightlife and and bars and things like that and places to go but you know, we're in a we're a different kind of thing, and I think we've just got to do our best to to show that we're you know we're a part of the community and you know connect up with other services, other people, and hopefully you know when people join, they're not just joining. An inclusive rugby team they're also joining an inclusive rugby team that's got connections with all these other services and other people and organizations and they've kind of yeah you know, i just imagine like if someone had moved to hull maybe with the university or whatever and if they're a bit shy and they thought oh well, yeah i'll join this and you know just in case that hopefully we're we're giving them links to loads of things it's not just you becoming this you know a member of this rugby team which is great but you're also you're joining this whole community of people whether that be you know with our sponsors you know a lot of our sponsors are venues and you know safe spaces for us to go or whether we're pointing people to like different services in Hull like we've got a lot of really good like mental health services and support groups and things as well so it's kind of welcoming people to all that kind of stuff
1: Jamie, can we talk a little bit about the relationship then between the Roundheads and also Hull Museums, and and why you think that this is a really important step as well in terms of that community aspect, in terms of engaging with the community as well?
0: Yeah, so I think like for any organisation, like I say you know for the Roundheads, it's important for us to be in touch with other organisations, let people know that we're there and what we do and what we're about and that we're not just some secret little group that no one can <laughs> get hold of. Um, and like a couple of years ago, um, we did a project with the museums where we put together a video, different clips of people talking about pride. And, and that was fantastic in, you know, getting people's names, faces out there and, you know, that we were a rugby team talking about pride. I mean, that's. St- I still think even though there's 20 or 30 odd teams in the UK, it's still different to see a rugby player talking about pride and pride in their community and it being someone close by to you. I think for people in Hull to see that and go, "Oh, well, that's different. That's exciting. I think that's great." And in having something in the gallery where you know, loads and loads of people every day are going to be seeing that and and they'll, they'll be seeing about our team and they'll be t- they'll be looking at you know. Rainbows and pride and being different and and like imagining like little kids seeing that kids that are at school and thinking oh yeah it's okay for me to be different or you know older people that have maybe felt a bit kind of lost or alone and you know just showing that there's them communities out there there's them people there ready to you know to talk to you be supportive you know friends. Every, you know, everything.
1: So Jamie, I understand that the Roundheads have had a discussion with Matthew Septon, who's the new artist in residence for the Pride in Our City project and the Roundheads have had a discussion around some of the things that you'd like to see in this upcoming exhibition. So what, what were some of the things you talked about?
0: Yeah, so we, we did have a look at some other similar exhibitions that have been around the country that were really fascinating and just amazing and we want to talk about some themes that were really important to us as a team and messages that we really wanted to get out there so you know, we talked about kind of everybody as a rugby body which we throw out as a quote all the time and um, just trying to say you know whether you're big small short tall trans gay whatever you know you're welcome at rugby everyone can get involved we also were talking about kind of spaces that we thought could kind of evoke other ideas and themes and things and we talked about like a locker room kind of theme and um, because you know a lot of a lot of stuff goes on around the locker room it's where we go before and after matches we're all chatting as a team and egging each other on and saying you know we're going to do it and talk about tactics and we have a bit of a team talk before we go out and stuff and kind of get each other riled up before we go and and then when we get back in we love putting a speaker on getting some RuPaul on and kind of dance around the change room especially if we've won so yeah it's, it's good.
1: And, and that's definitely the whole point. That must therefore be the most safe space. So that's where everybody has to feel incredibly safe to be able to, to feel those emotions in order to, you know, just let loose and, and be able to be whatever they want to be in that space.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: And I, I want to kind of get an understanding from you in terms of, you know, why inclusive sports and then on the bigger picture, why an inclusive museum would be important as well.
0: Starting with inclusive sports, you know sometimes people worry. Oh, you know I've got to be a certain thing to go enjoy sport. You know whether it's I've got to go be big and strong, or you know depending on what the sport is, they feel like they have to fit in a certain box. And with inclusive rugby, you, know, you don't. It's just about enjoying sport and wanting to be part of a team and you know being there to support team members and you know we're all very different we all have different backgrounds you know look different sound different are different but we all come together play rugby and you know you're meeting friends for life I think playing inclusive sports and you you can be your total authentic self and meet similar people it's really good and and like and saying about the museums I think just to show that the museums are supportive and that they're passionate about inclusivity and and you know that everyone's welcome and you know even if it's a little thing sometimes with you know whether, whether it's like a football stadium putting a, a rainbow flag up you know if, if that's something that makes a few more people feel welcome and safe you know that's fantastic that's such a small gesture like putting a rainbow flag up but it really does help people and and just discussing uh, sexuality um, and gender, you know, wh- wherever that might be. I think the more positive conversations that happen, people hear those, and that you know that'll meet, hopefully over time, you know, more and more people will understand. Because I think a lot of the roots of kind of the bad conversations and the bad things you hear is when people just don't understand or they haven't met anybody that's gay or they haven't met anybody that's different. And you know, when they hear someone's story, it can make a big difference. But it will be so special to go in and see things that. Uh, LGBT or see things that the Roundheads and other organisations or other people in Hull that I know of have contributed, that's really special and and to think, oh, we can talk about that in years to come, we can say once upon a time that we were in a museum or we were in an art gallery, that is fantastic and really special.
1: Now, Jamie. Each episode, I like to share a different clip from the person that I'm speaking with, and we've actually got one today from the Roundheads YouTube, where you've got an amazing clip where you're showing incredible team spirit here because everybody sort of dresses up and everybody takes part in something rather remarkable. There's a little bit of a karaoke going on with the Roundheads, so I'm going to expect that you're going to sing a little bit for us now. Are you? Have you got your Have you got your microphone ready?
0: always <laughs>
1: describe me your karaoke microphone I'd, i'm imagining it's golden damonty studded
0: of course definitely um that would be my, my dream one um mine's just an invisible one just make it work whatever's around
1: <laughs> an air microphone yeah how are you at the lyrics then i can you sing it for me now
0: oh um <laughs> normally i just lip sync i shouldn't have to sing <laughs> 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 You talk about the uh we want to break free video.
1: Oh yes, that's right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, that was a great one. I mean, as well, because we've done a few little like music videos and things now. And for me, the favorite bit is seeing the finished product because we don't share with each of what each other look like and you know, how, how we've gone to town with some of the costumes and some of the guys really go for it it's always so funny and we used to have like little viewing evenings where we'd all get together on zoom and then someone would play the video and we'd watch it for the first time and just all be laughing our heads off at each other but their want to break free video is fantastic there's some great costumes some great makeup on there some wigs it's brilliant
1: do you think there's a case to be made for this being included in the archive of old museums
0: oh yeah definitely i mean it's definitely something different. <laughs> (laughs) I mean because some of the guys I mean they have proper their own drag wardrobe of you know dresses and things just ready for things like this whereas I don't really uh, I think I've got Maybe a cheerleader costume from a few years ago at Halloween, um, and a few wigs that my mum gave me um, just for dressing up. And I think I've got a pink bob in the video, and like I'm bald normally, so it was a big change. <laughs> I tried my best at makeup, like I raided Poundland um, and did my best. Uh, but yeah, it was really fun. But Some of the guys, I mean, they they did the proper Freddie Mercury for the video. Got like got like pretty much all the costume bang on. There's some interesting moustaches in the video. It's really good.
1: Are you going to give us a few lines now?
0: I, I'm, I'm still just a little bit shy. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this going down in history, uh, me trying to sing to Queen.
1: <laughs> what if I went first and you did the follow-up lyric?
0: I want to break free. I want to break free. I want to break free from your lies, you're so self so satisfied I don't need you, got I've to got break to break free, free. <laughs> God,
1: God knows, God knows, God
0: knows, knows I want to break free. free.
1: Yay! I love it. Oh, that's going at the top of the podcast now. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) But I think this is the thing, right? Inclusivity can be fun. Being inclusive is fun.
0: Oh, definitely. That's the best bit.
1: So, Jamie, if people want to get in touch, if they want to play for the Roundheads, if they want to see what the Roundheads is doing with Hull Museums for this wonderful exhibition, Pride in Our City, how should they get in touch with you?
0: So um, we're on social media. So if you search for Hull Roundheads, you'll find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And we also have a website. So that's roundheadsrufc.co.uk.
1: I'm going to give you space now, just for a final thought, that if you want to give everybody a takeaway.
0: I think um, just don't be afraid of anything. Don't think that you can't, you know go play a sport go join a group go do something for for any reason if you want to go do it there'll always be a way and if you meet bad people on the way they're not worth it move on to the next one because there will always be an opportunity for you.
1: Jamie it has been such a treat speaking with you.
0: Oh thank you so much I've really enjoyed it.
1: And thank you for karaoke.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah I'll get you back for that. (laughs)
1: Well, this has been the Pride in Our City podcast for Hull Museums. You can find us on social media on Twitter as at Hull underscore museums. I've been Dan Voe. You can find me as at Dan Nouveau. This podcast was produced by me and edited by Samuel Gunn. If you liked what you heard, please do rate, review, subscribe, get involved. Tell everybody how much you love us. There are still quite a few chats coming up, so please do spread the word. And if you want to get involved, go to the Pride in Our City website. It's on Hull Museums and just do a search for the words Pride in Our City where you'll find lots of blogs and videos and you can also join up to the mailing list. So just go to humbermuseums.com and look for Pride in Our City. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much. And it's been a delight having you. So I'll see you again soon. Bye.